All right, Mike, we're going to have a, an all-time first on the show this this week, right now. What do we got? We're going to make a cocktail live. Let's go. Uh, because it's the perfect day for it. You know, today is the official dark and stormy day, mm-hmm. right? And, and dark and stormy is the official drink of the 19th hole. So it's perfect. Perfect. So okay. we've got Malcolm Gosling Jr. We're going to bring on the show in a second. It, that is the Malcolm Gosling of, of Gosling Rum, uh, which is, of course, as you know, the proper way to make it dark and stormy gosling rum gosling ginger beer we've got it all here we're going to go through it but we're going to talk to him about the company which is is eight generations now eight generations old uh but really dive into their involvement with the game of golf mm-hmm. um the the massive setup that they have uh at the bear trap right at the honda you know, at yeah. the honda classic mm-hmm. every year uh how they got involved in that also just bermuda being just like such a golf hot spot yeah right you know mm-hmm. and it, it's one that's been on our short list for a long time to go and play yeah we got to get over there man we got it so we'll, we'll, we'll talk his to brain him about it about okay that but uh i know he's a golfer himself so i'm excited for this interview and and, and hopefully if it inspires you if you're looking for a, a drink to unwind with today uh, or really any day you're listening to podcasts not, not everybody's listening to it the day it comes out but it's, as of today the podcast coming out it, it's the mm-hmm. it's the official day yeah, and, and someone DM'd the other day and said, be careful with those. Not only are they delicious, but they're dangerous. They are. They so. are. I've, I, I know you haven't had one. I have, no, I've had yet. one before. And they're dangerous because, you know, when, when something is too drinkable? Yeah. Like, it's really exactly. smooth. It's really good. And it's not a hard drink to make, which, well, I won't give away any secrets. Okay. I'm going to have him walk us through how to make it. Um, but it's basically three ingredients if you don't include the ice. Yeah. Two ingredients, really, if you don't include the garnish. It's very right. easy to make. Okay. But it comes out really country. great. So uh, let's do a quick word from our sponsors, and then we're going to dive right into our interview uh, today with Malcolm Gosling, Jr. of Gosling Rum. All right, guys, let's be honest. We all have different ability levels and goals in our golf game, but one thing we share is the desire to bring our best every single time we tee it up. And it all starts with choosing a golf ball you can trust. The Pro V1 is the best combination of speed, spin, and, t- and feel in the game game and the x gives you that higher flight and that firmer feel but the nice part mike both have that long distance that consistent flight that Mm -hmm. soft feel that so many of us are after but all important that drop and stop green side control you and i have played some really fast and firm greens lately and you know it's the difference in a stroke or two if you can hold that green uh we both recently you know in the past year or so were fit for golf balls we did our titleist fitting I fit to the Pro V1, you fit to the Pro V1X. It's amazing how much that's an individual golfer thing. It really depends on that trajectory, that feel. But either way, you know anything in that lineup, you're getting that performance. So whether you're Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, or Nelly Korda competing at the game's highest level, or simply striving to be the best you can be, tee up that Pro V1 or Pro V1X and always bring your best. And guys, this podcast is sponsored by... Gosling's Rum. I mean, they're the creator of the Dark and Stormy Cocktail, and Frank, today is the official Dark and Stormy Day. They are the official cocktail of the 19th hole. How cool is that? Uh, So we're going to celebrate today being June 9th, Dark and Stormy Day with Malcolm coming on the show. But let me just tell you about uh, Dark and Stormy Day, because this is the day that Gosling's Rum celebrates all of their fans, all of their super fans across the world who have made the Dark and Stormy one of the most popular cocktails on the planet. I mean, it's the delicious combination. Here's your ingredients of the smooth Gosling's black rum. We're giving it away. We're giving away the secret sauce. And the spicy Gosling's stormy ginger beer. 
which is here in this cans, which you're going to see in a second. Um, but, you know, it can't be beat. I mean, you got to check it out for yourself. Visit goslingsrum.com or you can go to darkandstormy.com. But you could shop some of their sweet limited edition golf merch they just dropped. They got some really cool stuff that just landed. Um, and you can order the alcohol itself right on their website. It'll come right to your door. And now you can receive $15 off. I mean, that's a lot of money off a bottle of alcohol. So $15 off your order of Gosling's Rum or the Ginger Beer or those cool the dark pre, and stormy yes. pre-mates, right? As, as, as much as it's easy to make, if you really want to make your life easier. There's your shortcut right there. There's your shortcut right there. <laughs> so it's, those are already in the can. Guys, use the promo code GOLFICITY, all caps, to put that at checkout. Offer valid through August 31st, 2022. 21 or older. Drink responsibly. Go check out Gosling's and all the stuff that they have. And speaking of which, 100%, we love what they do with the game. We appreciate them supporting the podcast and sponsoring this week's show. And we said, you know what? Not only just sponsoring, let's let's get Malcolm on the show. Let's talk about it. Let's dive in and get some of that history. So let's jump right into it now. Let's get back to our, our interview with Malcolm Gosling Jr. We're going to talk about the dark and stormy. All right. We got an exciting one today. We've got eighth generation Gosling, Malcolm Gosling Jr. on the show. Malcolm, welcome to the Golf Podcast. Hey, guys. Thank you. How's it going? It's going great. And the timing couldn't be better. Dark and stormy day today right? let's go yeah happy dark and stormy day happy dark and stormy day the, the, the official drink of the 19th hall exactly yeah so, so for the end of first and the you know sixth however you're playing exactly. why limit yourself right, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i tell you what we've got everything here we're gonna have you you know walk us through we're gonna make a dark and stormy here on the show but First, we got a lot to talk about because, I mean, really, Gosling is something that's gone hand in hand with golf for a while. I know you're an avid golfer yourself. We're going to talk about Bermuda as far as a spot for golfers um, and even with your involvement with the PGA Tour and other golf events. So we've got a lot to cover. But let's first start with yourself. I, I know uh, and I've heard things. You're you're quite the golfer yourself. Do you, do you get to get out there and play often or or, or what? Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I do golf. Uh, <laughs> My playing partner, I just played in the uh, member guest at Mid-Ocean down in Bermuda. He would uh, agree with me when I say that, too. Uh, <laughs> That's great. We've been selling rum. But, yeah, I mean, growing up in Bermuda, it's um, a very popular sport down there. So really played it since I was, like, 12 years old. Um, yeah, love it. Try to get out as much as I can. It's a bit of, I would imagine, a little bit of a golf heaven down there. I mean, it, for, for a you know, a smaller spot. There's, there's got a lot of golf courses squeezed in, right? Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it still has the most golf courses per square mile, um, than anywhere else in the world. Bermuda is a tiny Island. It's only 21 square miles, 65,000 people. Um, and we have seven golf courses. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That, you, now, I was going to say, how would you rank them? Like, what's, what's like the premier course out there in Bermuda? So I'm, um, bias here because i'm a member of mid-ocean yep but, um which is actually celebrating their centennial so it's a charles blair mcdonald course wow. um beautiful it's tough it's like because of the wind it's you get a different course every time you play it um there's that and then port royal which is a championship course as well which hosts the bermuda championship yeah. uh the pga tournament in october yeah um which went under a complete renovation probably five years ago, six years ago. Another beautiful course, tough course. Again, wind just comes into play when you're 
basically a rock in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get like gusts of wind that come out of nowhere, um, squalls. So it's like it's got to be a hard place to play the sport. I mean, are all the all of those courses pretty much ocean lined, or most of the fairways out there, or is there any inland that don't have those views? Yeah, there's some. Yeah, some holes will go inland, but two holes later, you're looking at the ocean again, and somehow the wind never seems to like leave you. <laughs> it doesn't matter how close you are in the ocean or not. Uh, How's the weather otherwise? Is there like if a lot of you would imagine are listening and thinking about it as a spot to go and travel and play? Is there a time of year that's ideal for someone who's putting it like a golf centric trip to Bermuda? Yeah, I mean, I would say May is really good so our golf season even though bermuda it doesn't really have a winter mm-hmm, right. it does get a little bit colder a little bit windier bermuda never really gets below 50 degrees fahrenheit never gets above 90 degrees fahrenheit hurricanes, Malcolm? like do you get hurricanes uh, a lot yeah hurricanes will come between end of august through october all right so you stay away from booking trips for that yeah, but again, it's like we we don't receive that many. It all depends on the year, and then even because we are so small in the middle of the Atlantic, it could be coming right for us, and then takes you know like a tiny turn and it misses us completely. Right. Um, so, but our golf season runs from October through uh, April. So it's that's when you really, season. Yeah. Yeah. In the summertime, I mean, it's great to play, especially if you don't mind the heat. Even though it won't get above 90, you're dealing with a lot of humidity and you're, like, sweating by the second hole. So um, you go in, like, middle of August. But um, in our golf season, that's when you really get all of the elements. And um, that's why Bermuda Golf and Mid-Ocean are so challenging. Like, I played in the tournament there and – I think it was February or March and it was a three day tournament. The first day was beautiful, like sunny, 80 degrees. The second day it was still pretty nice out, but 40, just under 40 knot winds. Wow. And then the third day was like Scotland, <laughs> 60 degrees and rainy. Um, so but it day was to day that much, that much variation. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I really like September, um, April, May is beautiful, um, but you really can't miss. I mean, if you don't mind a little sun while you play, like any time during the summer is great. I can only yeah. imagine. And none, none of us take up the game because we, we, we don't want a challenge, you know? Right. We all love a, a little bit of abuse. So yeah. uh, a little bit of wind backed by some ocean views. I think it's a... Uh, Hard to to complain in that situation. Mm-hmm. So so tell us about the company itself because we said eight generations. Yeah, I eight. mean we're going way back. We're going back to 1806. So it was started by my sixth great grandfather, wow. uh, James Gosling, and he actually owned a wines and spirit shop in London, England, and he wanted to expand to the New World, to Virginia, um, to America, and so he chartered a boat called the Mercury was this giant old you know tall ship basically mm-hmm. and stocked it with ten thousand pounds sterling worth of wines and spirits that he had back in england and back then ten thousand pounds sterling that was a lot so it like, sounds like uh, putting all your eggs in one basket right? uh, exactly yeah yeah and um 
being the brave man that he was, he stayed back in England, watched over his like little shop, sent his 19-year-old son on this cross-Atlantic mission. And uh, so he had 90 days to get from London, England to Virginia. And after 91 days, he was nowhere near Virginia. And <laughs> he blamed it on naval blockades and lack of wind. I think it had something to do with the amount of booze that he had on board. And he's just having a little bit too much fun. Wood, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Our brand director in Bermuda likes to call it the world's first booze cruise. <laughs> there you go. And uh, so he was forced uh, to either go back to England or get dropped off the nearest British port, which was this tiny little rock in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, about 800 miles off of Virginia and uh, St. George's Bermuda. And so he got unceremoniously dumped off right there in St. George's. And um, rather than carrying on to Virginia, he opened up a shop 200 yards from where he docked the boat or got dropped off, dumped off. And uh, rather than selling it off and then keep on going, he noticed the demand was there, a lot of thirsty Bermudians. And uh, he told his brother to come down with another boat full of booze six months later and the rest is history. We still have that exact same store in front in uh, St. George's, and we are Bermuda's oldest privately owned business. And now with Gosling's Black Seal, we're Bermuda's largest export. Wow! Wow! I, yeah, maybe Jeez. maybe you just stayed there. You knew the weather was going to be better than going on to Virginia. Maybe yeah. a future golfer at, at heart in there. <laughs> but yeah. uh, so, and I know throughout the years, there's been a, a lot, even. The, the black seal itself, I believe, has a little bit of a story to it. Isn't that somewhere around World War One? Yeah. A, there was a story. I, I remember hearing something about the champagne bottles. Tell us about that. Yeah. So when uh, James and then eventually his brother Ambrose came to uh, meet him in Bermuda, when they were uh, when they first got to Bermuda, they didn't have any rum. It was mainly just like refined wines, whiskey, stuff that you would find in Europe at the time. And they noticed right away that there's a huge demand for rum, mainly because Bermuda is just a natural stopping point for sailing boats going up from the Caribbean or over from America over to, Eng over to England and Europe. And uh, the sailors love rum, obviously. The locals in Bermuda, they got a taste for it from <laughs> the boats that were passing by. So James and Ambrose, spent a couple of years going around the Caribbean trying to find the best rums that they could find and how they did it and kind of like mastering the art of uh, making rum and kind of, I think it was like the mid 1800s, they had perfected a few blends and one of the most popular blends at the time was called old rum. And I mean, they were not marketing geniuses. It was just the one, they left. <laughs> it was just the one they left longest in the barrel, decided to go with old rum. Uh, or maybe they were. Uh, and the way that you would go to get this rum is you would have to bring your own bottle into our store because there's no glass manufacturer on the island. So you bring it into our store and we fill it for you on draft right out of the barrel. And uh, it sounds really cool now, kind of like growler style. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You do, do with beer, craft beer. Back then, I guess it was really inconvenient. Like <laughs> people just wanted to go into a store, grab a bottle, go home or get back on their boat. And, um, so we started to look around and see how can we just start bottling this ourselves. And uh, we just started to reuse every bottle we could get our hands on. 
And the most popular product back then in Bermuda at the time was champagne, mainly due to the British Navy being based there. And they love their champagne. I don't know why they were even based in Bermuda, but <laughs> they're having way more fun than anyone else. And so we would actually bring the champagne in for them. They would drink it. And then we would pick up the empty champagne bottles, bring them back to our warehouse where we told everybody we cleaned them out. Definitely didn't <laughs> pour the rum in. And the way that you would tell which rum was which, because we had like an amber style, uh, like a Barbados style. Um, and then our old rum was the color of the wax that we would use to reseal the cork in. Mm. And so old rum always got black wax. And because there was no label on it or anything, people just became accustomed for asking for the bottle with the black seal, referring mm. to the black sealing wax. Yeah. We listened to this for like 50 years and realized that we're the only ones on the island calling it old rum. Everyone else is calling it black seal. And then a few years after that, my great uncle Goose Goslin created the barrel juggling seal as our logo mm -hmm. in like 1940 as our, uh, it's just a play on words, as you can see on our bottle there and on my shirt. Um, black seal. And now that, so that original blend and this blend has not changed. This is like a secret family recipe passed down from generation to generation. And uh, so even though the name has changed, it's still the exact same blend. Um, same blend. No change. These things taste exactly the same. Old and Black Seal. No, not oh. now. Okay. <laughs> Just to confuse you a little right. more. Um, so, yeah, the bottle and the champagne bottle now is actually... Yes, the exact same blend as Black Seal, but we re-age it in hand-selected bourbon barrels that we get um, from Heaven Hill and Buffalo Trace um, for an additional or for a total of 16 to 20 years. Wow. So the youngest rum in that is 16 up to about 20. And we bottle it once a year. Um, each bottle is hand-numbered in the year that we bottle it in. It's one like every award you can win is a rum. Um, but it really, aging, that I guess it smooths it out, gives a little bit more complexity. So that's, that's the, the thinking behind the, the aging in that barrel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It completely changes it. And that was kind of going back to like James and Ambrose, why they called it old rum and probably why it was the most popular because the blend of black seal. Now, if I'm not confusing you guys too much, was is aged itself before just not as long as so then we re-age it with um with old rum gotcha gotcha so i i think that's so interesting the family you know recipe it stayed in the family for so long i can imagine the new generations of, of goslings being like when am i ready to, to know the recipe right. but the family <laughs> itself and the company as far as the involvement in the game of golf where did that start because i know you're now are very involved again like we'll talk about a little bit about the pga tour and some of the other stuff but where did the involvement in golf begin and what where did the interest begin so like i said golf's been huge in bermuda right for a long time bermuda's or mid-ocean is celebrating their centennial this year um but my grandfather was really into golf you go into mid-ocean he's all over those boards there and we have the same game i'm named after him um, and my dad actually has, he goes by Malcolm as well, but different name, um, just to make things really confusing once again. Right, uh, of course, yeah. 
So he there was will really be a test. There will be a test right. after this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like the worst professor ever. But uh, my dad was super into it. And so my dad was actually the one, even though Gosling's created the rum and created the business back in the 1800s, we only kept it for Bermuda. So up until my father, who was the seventh generation, wow. uh, we didn't export a thing. So he started the export company in like the late 80s, 90s, um, which is pretty wild to think about. It is. It truly is for it to stay so localized for so long. Yeah. I mean, no. that must have been a bit of a, even a, a leap of faith for him. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he knew what he had and that it was going to be enjoyed, but to start to, yeah. it's a, it's a whole different world when you start to get into exporting and things like that. So exactly. Yeah. And believe me, everyone told him not to, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they didn't want the rum leaving their Island. Probably. No, I've learned that I have very selfish forefathers. They want to keep <laughs> all, the, all the rum to themselves. Um, they never want to run out. Um, but yeah, no, he did it and he really took the next step in the early two thousands and, uh, created a partnership with a company in the States called Castle Brands and um, moved the whole family up to Boston, outside of Boston um, in the early 2000, 2000. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what's grown it. And he loves golf. My dad, I don't know if I've met anybody who loves golf more than him. Um, he'll tell you shot by shot of like a round that he had like six years ago. Uh, so that was kind of one of the ways that he was starting to market the company uh, when he first got to Boston was events and experiences and, um, and around golf from member guests to uh, we, I think we were one of the first sponsors of the Deutsche Bank in uh, just outside of Boston, which I think now is the Northern trust, which whatever is there like every other year. Um, so a bit of a smart business decision from a marketing standpoint, but more so getting to fulfill his, his oh, job yeah. of being around the game as yeah, much as possible. Like, and then after that, we did a, a sponsorship with IMG, which owns like seven tournaments, PGA Tour tournaments and some LPGA Tour tournaments. And so we were activating in all those different tournaments around the U.S. And uh, like he got to play in the Pro-Am every single time. Yeah, yeah. Just full with all his Pro-Am pictures. Um, Brilliant. He, he found his way into story. those Pro-Ams. Yeah, He's I got know, a I great know. story about uh, playing with Ian Poulter. Yeah. And uh, it was, I think it was at the Deutsche Bank. And so he had a bunch of his buddies from Boston, like watching on the 16th hole there, the par three. And uh, they went to go play it. And then afterwards, they had a dark and stormy for him. So he just reached up, grabbed it. And then Ian Poulter like, kind of looked at him. He goes, Where, where's mine? He goes, oh, I didn't know you guys could. He goes, don't worry about that. <laughs> Goes up, gets him one. He tees off. Poulter tees off. He's already finished his on 17. He goes, can I get another one? He goes, yeah, sure. Wow. <laughs> so he goes, gets him another one. And then he runs into him in the parking lot on the way out. He goes, just want to tell you. The Dark and Stormy is my new favorite drink. Um, That's great. Yeah. Leave it to Poulter. He, he's yeah. a character. Yep. He's, he really Poulter. is. Yeah. Uh, and he loves Dark and Stormies. So we love him. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> And, and but, like we uh, said earlier, the official you know drink of the 19th hole. So where, where did that kind of originate? Um, I mean, just naturally. It just happens. Right. Yep. It just happens. Yeah. 
Um, it is a great drink to just finish on, but I'm pretty sure Golf Magazine around that same time or probably like 10 years ago named it, if not one, number two behind the Arnold Palmer mm-hmm. as the best 19th hole cocktail or drink. Um, yeah. I always think of the Arnold Palmer as, the, as a, more of a non-alcohol like a drink. lunch drink. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. Yeah. on a separate list. Yeah, on the yeah. 19th hole, we, we got to have a drink. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right. You know from watching our content, if you guys have been watching, we've been loving the R1 from Precision Pro. But some of you ask, uh, you know, what else? What else does Precision Pro have? Do they, they have? I know they have a lot of different rangefinders. They had the NX7 to the 8 to the 9. Well, guess what, guys? They now have the NX10. And what I love about this rangefinder is that it is probably the most customizable rangefinder on the planet. You know, we're talking about, uh, you know, you can change the colors of it. Here we go. Thank you, Zach. Here you go. It's called, I love how they say play with style. I mean, that's exactly what you're doing. And if, you could, if you're watching this podcast, this little magnetic clip on the top is customizable. Different colors. You could support different uh, content creators. I know Random Golf Club, No Laying Up, Fried Eggs Golf, uh, and possibly us coming soon, guys. Stay tuned. But you got to experience it for yourself. The price point, it's, it's unbeatable. It's under $300 uh, for a rangefinder that's packed with loads of of different features and let me tell you it's the fastest shooting rangefinder i've ever used uh, yeah and we i'm had not it out on the course the other day and it's almost fact, too fast <laughs> you know it gives yeah. you the number right away like, yeah. right away it, it certainly does and we even did a a full like first look unboxing on our youtube channel so definitely take a look at that check that out uh, as we said before like to play with style um i think one of the sleekest rangefinders out there just just you put it in your hand, you know that it's just gonna, it's a sturdy rangefinder. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a toy. A lot right. of them feel like a toy. Uh, it's something you know you can rely on. It's got great optics, it, the magnetic said, it's super grip. fast. That's- and something we haven't seen before is how customizable it is, as Mike was saying. So definitely give this one a look. Yeah. Um, Don't forget another coupon code, Golficity. Again, you can get uh, $20 off um, of non-sale items, and this is probably one of those. So definitely check it out. This just dropped yesterday. It's available for sale. Yeah, precisionprogolf.com. Remember that coupon code, Golficity. Uh, also, of course, want to thank FootJoy. The new Tour Alpha from FootJoy leads the pack as the most tech-focused, crazy comfortable, win-ready shoe in golf. Uh, the Tour Alpha is powered... Uh, is powered reimagined and it sets the standard of stability and comfort for today's athletes who demand the most secure foundation to maximize their power. In fact, Mike, I had mine on today. Yeah. We did a little lesson with Kevin Sprecker and I saw Spreck checking him he out. He was checking him out. I saw he said, Whoa, well, what do you got there? Because yeah. he just came out. He's like, I got I, I got to make some calls. Yep. The first thing he said, he's like, I got I got to get some of those. Because he was even saying, as an instructor, he loves having a really stable base. And we've, we've learned more we play this game, how much you use those ground forces so when you have those features like that advanced stability system i call it ops system it provides that support and control through the swing uh it's also of course available in a variety of colors you gotta love the look of these things uh you look at it this this shoe to me you know each shoe kind of says something different some look like they're very light and comfortable and some look this one just screams performance you look at it Mm -hmm. and you're like okay that's a shoe that absolutely performs um but even with the boa lacing, the, you can choose the regular lacing, a lot of different configurations, all of them, it really comes down to power and performance. So if you're someone that when you're picking your shoe, that you're putting that high premium on performance, power, being able to rotate through the ball, you got to look no further than the Tor Alpha. You can learn more about the Tor Alpha by visiting footjoy.com. 
And last, I want to just thank Rapsodo. The MLL, the MLM, which stands for Mobile Launch Monitor, we've used it for like over a year now. I mean, we love it. It's so portable. It pops up real quick. You put your phone or iPad on it, and it gives you loads of stats. So now you can go to a range. You can practice with a purpose instead of just whacking balls out there. The Rapsodo MLM offers various insights like distance, ball speed, club speed, and launch angle. But in underneath the hood, there's even more than that. There's this shot dispersion feature. Um, you can optimize your club gapping. You can really dial in your wedges to see if you've got the right gaps there. Fine tune your driver and your fairway woods. And what's great about it is not only is it inexpensive, I'll get to the price in a second, but you can use it indoors or outdoors. Yes. You know, I know we get a lot of us Northeast guys. I mean, we get locked in in the winter for about four to six months. So we put up a, a net in the garage, we throw this on, and now we got our own, you know, session right I there I feel like this is going to be your grind sessions best friend yes you know what i'm saying right. and, and where we did the recent review and talked about the insights and how that can help you practice more like a pro would mm -hmm. practice a lot of the comments were uh people asking if they could use it indoors yep. and absolutely you can use it indoors inside in a net you need a little bit of a minimum distance for it to track that ball uh but it's, it's really well really adept at doing that even indoors but the, as you're saying, the insights, the information that you get out of it, it's all retained in there. You go out, you have your range session, but you walk away with so much information about the flight characteristics of every shot yeah. that you're just having this new tool that you can learn so much for, from. And Mike, you talked about the price before. You can get the Repsoda Mobile Launch Monitor for $399. It's $100 off if you use our coupon code GOLFICITYMLM. Yeah, no brainer yeah, there. So check out the Rapsodo website. Use that coupon code GOLFICITYMLM. I think for three ninety nine, you just bang for your buck. Launch monitors on the market right now. That's going to be very hard to beat. No doubt. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's get right back into our interview with Malcolm Gosling Jr. And then tell me a little bit about the Bear Trap too. I know you've had a lot of involvement with the Bear Trap. You know, Honda Classic, PGA National, the hardest stretch of. Uh, we talked about how hard it is to play golf in Bermuda with the wind. Uh, maybe you guys love a challenge, and that's the hardest stretch of holes on the PGA yeah. Tour. So what yeah. was the, the involvement there? So that's another – I mean, all these interviews, I end up just talking about my dad. You <laughs> <laughs> should be doing it. But uh, golfer, right. it's something that, uh, that he saw early on. Um, I think we've been sponsoring it for 12 years now, and so we've kind of grown with that tournament. And um, I think we went, we took over, it was some beer tent and it was just like ground level tent, like whatever, it was basic as you could get. And um, took it over and then every year got a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. And then this past year, I think it was close to 60,000 square feet, our structure between 16 and 17 of the bear trap with two levels. Um, so it's wild, and I've got to see that expand over the past, you know, eight years or so. Um, and it truly, it's just there's no real tournament like it on tour. It's uh, just such a cool crowd who like kind of dresses up. So it's like kind of like not like as extreme as the Kentucky Derby, but like people like it's more. It's like a social scene. It's like a classy waste management yeah, is the best. We're still partying. It's a really cool young crowd and um what we like best about it is that like 80 percent of the people aren't even watching golf they're like more concerned about their drink yeah yeah right <laughs> i'm and then the golf is like around them um which is cool which is what i think people want now 
in an event, in a, any sort of event, especially a golf event, like something that's fun enough right. to where you can bring other people who aren't into golf as much as you are and they'll yeah. still have a great time. Um, and it's just across the board, we're seeing such a revolution in the game in that way that it's becoming uh, more of a social thing where, as you said, like outsiders to the game are coming in, whether it be at events like that, or you think now like these new venues that are opening, like Top Golfs and other ones that are this kind of like bar, golf, driving range, hangout, you know, and I, yeah. I think what's so cool about that is it's exposing people to the game who otherwise might not have been you know golf has had that stigma so long of being like the stuffy sport and we've talked to other people on the podcast about it too and it's just like wherever that came from it only takes one or two experiences with the game to realize well it's not really like that for the grand the grand majority so exactly. it's cool that you say that because it's a way that like otherwise some people that i could think in my life who are not necessarily someone who's going to tune into the pga tour on the weekend might come to an event like that, have a good time, have you know that social setting, and and the backdrop there. You still is golf, so it's something for everybody. Exactly, yeah, and I mean, yeah, Top Golf, Pop Stroke now, which is like yes. yep. really cool, yep. like elevated. It's way more than mini golf. Yep, but mm -hmm. it's yeah, just bringing in that whole aspect just, of just, just like hanging out outside. It's becoming golf is becoming so much more part of this mainstream culture and especially this like this leisure fun type of go out and life is stressful enough. Like go out and have some even as, as hard as the game is, there's a lot of ways to have fun with it other than that. And I think that that's been uh, it's been huge for the game recently. Oh, yeah. And Dark and Stormy's always help. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter what you I shoot bet. that day. Right. You, yeah. you can still celebrate the round the right way. We're gonna we're yeah. gonna make one here in a second. Um, excited to do so. Uh, but I'm gonna have you walk me through it because uh, we we've made some of our own. But I think there's no better, you know, as far as expert to walk us through this than yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think you've even got some there prepared your, yourself. You've got one next I to you. I got all the tools. Um. Oh. Let me ask you this question. Which one is better to make? Should I go Old Rum or Black Seal? Well, so Old Rum, even though Black Seal is great on its own, um, the Old Rum is typically a sipping rum that okay. you'd have with a cube of ice. It makes really good like classic cocktails like an Old Fashioned or Manhattan, um, something that really lets like the spirit shine through. Yeah. Um, that's not to say you can't make it with ginger beer. Um, right. I always just kind of feel like this aged stuff. Yeah, this is more simple. It's like best on its own. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you lose some of that complexity when you mix. You it do. Right. You'll you'll lose some of it. It does taste very good. I would imagine. Right. All right. So it's, we'll we'll save this for when Malcolm brings us out to Bermuda. Budget. You mix that <laughs> however you want it. But otherwise, no, you should drink that. Yeah, you should will. definitely drink that. Oh, no, no doubt. No, no but doubt. for our mix here. We've got we've got even our, our glasses so, set to go. So let's let's go. Uh, I got to get help from our, our guys in the office. Dan, do me a favor. Grab the ice, and over there, you'll see in this in that uh, case over there. Grab us one of those cans of ginger beer. And while he's doing that, I just want to have you explain. Yeah, let's talk about who are these. Watching the show, if you're, if you're listening, I'll just explain it. You've also now have it in a ready to drink. Uh, yeah. Tell me about this because I, I think where where people are going to love this is if you're on the course already you know you can't you got something ready to go but tell me about these these um in a can it looks like dark and stormy just pre-mixed is that everything ready to go 
it's everything ready to go and something that we've actually had for a while. Um, so the dark and stormy itself is actually a trademark cocktail to Gosling's, which is pretty rare. I think it's one of only four trademark cocktails. Um, probably because it's impossible to trademark a cocktail and we we're able to do it. Like the dark and stormy is such a history and it's, yeah. it's known as Bermuda's national cocktail. And we oh, could really prove how it was first created, where it was first created. Um, and we were able to trademark it. So the trademark for dark and stormy says that it has to be Gosling's black seal rum and Gosling's ginger beer. That's it. So it's the easiest cocktail in the world to make. It's exactly how we made those cans or else we'd be infringing on our own trademark. <laughs> so it's well, literally just Gosling's Black Seal Rum and ginger beer. No brand. Um, 7%. Um, but you're right. It's perfect for on the go. I find myself even like, I don't know if I'm just getting lazy with it, but I'll just like reach for that rather than mixing one um, just because it does taste. The work is done for you. Yeah. That reminds me, I don't even think we asked you, where originally did the name come from? So... The name came from, it was the British Navy in Bermuda. Um, so they were stationed there. It was uh, shortly after the first world war and they actually brought ginger beer to Bermuda. Um, they used ginger beer for like an, as an ailment for seasickness for the sailors and they just loved drinking it. So they had a ginger beer plant in dockyard in Bermuda. And um, it took the locals like two seconds to realize that the Navy's ginger beer goes really well with the local yeah. rum. And uh, that became a really popular drink and people were just having, uh, they called it, because Black Seal in Bermuda, everyone knows it outside of Bermuda as Goslings, but in Bermuda, they call it either Black or Black Seal. So Black and Ginger Beer was uh, like the cocktail and uh, it was a dark and stormy night. This is how the legend goes, but it was a dark and stormy night and I'll... I'll teach you how to make it while I tell you this. Oh, perfect. Um, All right, so you want to grab your handful of ice. Yeah, so we'll start off with just some ice, right? Yeah, just fill your glass up with ice. Fill it up. Let's get some healthy ice. It's a warm day. Yeah, yeah. My ice is kind of melted because you guys were talking so much. but <laughs> Sorry, we ruined your drink. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so, yeah, it was a dark and stormy night, and... The Royal British Army um, were at the Yacht Club doing what they did best, drinking our rum. And they're drinking their black seal and ginger beers. And one sailor who had way too much to drink goes up, tries to order another one. And the bartender kind of shuts him down, says, no, you're cut off. Pipes back. No, so he wouldn't shut up. So the bartender thinks he could pull a fast one past the sailor. And just pours a glass of ginger beer. So I'm using Gosling's ginger beer as well. Um, this sailor takes one sip of it, realizes there's no rum in it immediately, pipes back. The bartender <laughs> backs down. So he goes, all right, pour some rum in there. And the sailor... I've never seen a drink being poured like this before. Usually you put the spirit first, then the mixer. Mm -hmm. Takes one look at it and says, Barkeep, that looks like a storm neither a fool or a dead man would sail under. Followed by, I'll take another dark and stormy. Uh, the name stuck. 
And uh, like I said, we were able to trademark it. And um, yeah, it's now Bermuda's national cocktail. I love it. We don't even have a national anthem. Uh, <laughs> national cocktail. Um, but yeah, that's how you do it. I give it a little stir. So you don't go so, you just pour the rum right in, huh? You don't just pour the rum right in. You can, it's usually around two ounces, but all up to you. Depends on how your round went. Right. Yeah, exactly. We got a couple of limes with some teas in it for us already. Oh, perfect. Sorry. Gotta love it. Bermuda has a national cocktail and more, uh, what do you call it? More golf per square mile than anywhere else. (laughs) What more do you need? And it's an hour and a half from like New York, from pretty much everywhere in the Northeast. Uh, it's like two hours from Atlanta, um, hour and a half from Charlotte. It certainly is a, a, a good looking drink. That's for sure. Well, happy yeah. dark and stormy day. Cheers. Cheers. Happy dark and stormy day, guys. Let's go. This is actually my first ever dark and stormy. Frank tried it. Mm-hmm. I have yet to get there. Here we go. I'll give it a little mix. Give it a little mix. Yeah, otherwise, you're just getting the rum. But Yeah, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And I'll tell you what. Oh, in, yeah. Uh, what are we at? What are 340, 342 episodes? This is our first. 400. 400. 400. <laughs> wow. Tells you how quickly I lost yeah. track. Yep. Our first uh, on the show uh, cocktail. That's right. Cheers, that we've man. made. Cheers. All right. Here we go. One more time. All right. Show's yeah. over. We're going to enjoy our drinks now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like both good and dangerous. This is, this, yeah, this is delicious. Yeah. Refreshing, too. Yeah. I just I love the way those two go together. The rum is, has like that little bit of sweetness, and it goes with that ginger beer and that lime. It's yeah, just and that that's a for big a simple part of cocktail. Why. It's it's it, it works so well. Exactly, it tastes like there's a lot more ingredients in it right. than there actually is. But that's why we uh, continue to like protect the trademark of the dark and stormy. It's not to say that other rums don't taste good with ginger beer. It's just as soon as you replace Gosling's Black Seal with anything else, it's a completely different cocktail. Right. Um, not to say it's good or bad or whatever. It's just different. And yeah. so with a cocktail that has that much history and um, you have an entire island kind of owning that cocktail, um, it's something that we uh, we definitely fight for. I can only imagine. And Enough so. Too. You, even, you make the ginger beer as well. We do. We created uh, Gosling Stormy Ginger Beer to make, obviously, the perfect dark and stormy. Um, and it's, you know, just really well balanced. It's not too spicy. You find a lot of ginger beers out there, especially like the Jamaican ginger beers that really burn the back of your throat because it's just so powerful with the ginger, uh, with the ginger or it's really sweet because it's trying to balance out. It's really, it's a balancing act with ginger beer because the ginger is so spicy. Right. And so the only way to kind of cut that is by adding some sugar to it. And so creating that perfect balance is key. Um, but yeah. And so we're actually the largest selling ginger beer in the U S. Um, I wish it was all going in dark and stormies, but I guess there's another drink called Moscow mule. That's pretty popular too. But, uh, <laughs> But the dark and short over the mule, though. I've never been a big oh, yeah. mule guy. Yeah. This is more my taste right here. But uh, yeah, exactly. Rip, and as far as you know, people who are listening, like, where can they where can they get it if they if they want to if they want to replicate what we've done here? What's the best way to do it? So you could go right onto our website at goslingsrum.com, and um, 
we'll ship direct in a lot of states, but we're pretty widely distributed throughout the U.S. Um, we're on Drizzly. Our ginger beer you can find pretty much everywhere. It's in all the Walmarts. Um, Total Wine has both the rum and the ginger beer pretty much everywhere. Um, but yeah, we have a store locator on our website as well. And we're actually launching, starting today, a limited edition uh, merch drop of all <laughs> the stuff. So we just threw like social media, some of our photo shoots, we would add some one-offs that we've done or some merch that was made 20 years ago. And people just flood the comments with how to, how to buy it. So we actually listened this year and we're releasing the most um, requested swag items um, that's going to be available for the entire month on darkandstormy.com. That's awesome. So anyone anyone who's listening or watching this, let this be your sign to go make yourself a dark and stormy today. Celebrate the day the right way. Uh, I tell you what, I, this is right up my alley after a round of golf or during a round of golf. If you're Ian Poulter or during a round of golf a couple of times, like himself, this is the way to go. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Or come to Bermuda. As we were just saying, even better. We we were talking about. We have to, uh, as I drop that light. We were uh, talking about a whole golfing experience, a travel series out in Bermuda one day. And if we do that, we'll reach out and you can point us in the right direction: courses, places to stay, all that yeah. stuff. Well, we actually have a couple of our own tournaments that we do down in Bermuda. Mm. Uh, we've had the Gosling's Invitational, which was started by my grandfather. Um, we've had to put it off the past couple of years. Um, but yeah, it's been going on. No one can like really figure out when the first Gosling's Invitational was. I don't know how. Um, but yeah, it's turned into a really cool tournament. It's just uh, stroke play, individual stroke play. Pretty much like half the field is amateur, half the field is pro. They, they're playing for, you know, a smaller purse. But uh, a lot of like mini tour pros come down and play in it. And they don't take it too seriously to where they're not coming to the parties after. Like they're all drinking dark and stormies after every round too. Like, um, so it's a lot of fun. But we're actually about to announce um, the Gosling's Bermuda Classic, which mm-hmm. I wish I had a website to direct you guys to um, right now. But just keep an eye on it. It's going to be a two-man team, one round at Mid-Ocean, one round at Port Royal, and then the final day is going to be a fishing tournament. So it needs to be a fishing tournament. Just, just to mix things up a little bit. Um, with parties every night. I mean, whenever we do any sort of golf event or anything, like we focus on the parties. Like We know the golf is going to be good. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be a really fun event. Gosling's uh, Bermuda Classic. And that's going to be in September of this year. The third week of September. So I think that's where we should start. You guys got to come down right. to that. And you said that September was right in that wheelhouse for the best weather. And- oh, it's perfect. If you're not getting hit by a hurricane, it's absolutely perfect. <laughs> 75 and sunny. We'll, so. we'll play our odds. We'll take our chance. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 It's definitely worth it. That's that's awesome. The, they, the last one I wanted to ask you about, another tournament, was the Father's Day tournament that you do at Pinehurst. Yeah. I know that's another big one that's cool. Tell me the story with that. So that was a tournament we did last year. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, despite, you know, COVID and all of that sort of stuff and, you know, how 
much of a pain it was to travel. We had 45 teams, uh, father, son, or um, parent, child, father, uncle. We were pretty lenient. Yeah. Uh, but it was awesome. We had three rounds at Pinehurst. Um, we started off with a little mini tournament at the cradle, and then we did number four, number one, and then ended on number two on Father's Day. And it was epic. Um, trying to remember who won it. I know who lost in the playoff. It was Ken Kennerly, who's the tournament director at, um, or he was the tournament director at uh, the Honda Classic, and his son, um, Charlie Kennerly, who played at Wake with like Zalatoris and um, and Cam Young, um, which was just like I played with them in the first round, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we had a late a night. Different game. Different game. We had a late night the night before. Like I was wearing these new shoes. They didn't really fit. I'd take my shot. I was playing barefoot by like the ninth hole. And this guy's just like, like three under on his own ball at number four Pinehurst. Like it's nothing. Um, that's when I knew my dad and I weren't going to win our tournament, which is always, it's like a relief. Um, yeah. It's also something we never really have to worry about. But um, <laughs> so this down was to a playoff though, huh? It did. Or yeah. No, I think it just came down to the last hole. Okay. Um, is, where is, they're, barefoot, is barefoot golf something that happens a lot out in Bermuda? Do you do it often? You see people doing it? Yeah, you see it. Yeah, you see it a fair bit. That's cool. I can't really get used to it. That's kind of uh, tough. You got no traction or anything. But exactly. It's big in the, the, at the cradle there at Pinehurst. A lot of people do around barefoot at the cradle. Oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what really attracted us to like doing something at Pinehurst was seeing the cradle. I mean, that's what we're about as a brand and um it just made so much that was like the selling point right there yeah. um i mean talk about the way golf is changing the cradle it, it's becoming a model that we're starting to see that at a lot of golf courses a lot of resorts yeah. they're putting those those smaller more laid back music that's playing in the background a, a you know a bar there i think that's a it's another really cool aspect the way the game is changing definitely yeah i mean i i don't know how you don't like that Right. Yeah. If you can't enjoy that, what can you enjoy? That's for sure. Exactly. So that we're actually not doing this year. Um, we're kind of moving that to like the Gosling's Bermuda Classic. Mm -hmm. um, but we might be doing something on Father's Day next year, which we're working on too. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bermuda is, you, once you go down and you see it, it's unbeatable. You won't want to go anywhere else. Yeah. Um, like I said, you don't need, don't need to twist our arm any, any more than that. I absolutely love it. I've been there a couple times. Elbow Beach, Hamel, uh, Horseshoe Bay. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the pink sand. Oh. We've done yeah. family crews out there, I think, right out of, like, Jersey City. You know, yeah. I know you see those boats come through a lot. And Definitely. Remember, yeah, they were great. I mean, I loved every minute of Bermuda, just the vibe, the people there, and just the places. It was, it was awesome. And this is your first dark and stormy? Yeah. Because when I were on these, when I was on these trips, I'm talking like I don't know, maybe over a decade ago. Yeah, I wasn't really a drinking okay, age drink, or drink, drinking. Because if you are a drinking age, we like don't let you leave the island without having. <laughs> <laughs> say it's almost unavoidable at that. Point. Can't get back yeah, to the boat. Exactly. Yeah, right. Good all right. Stuff, well, listen. Now, third week of uh, September. Third week of September. Uh, it's all right. I put it in my calendar the first time you said it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I just checked it's out. It's here. On, uh, and it's in pen, not pencil. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> anyway malcolm listen we appreciate it like i said perfect timing D official dark and stormy day yeah uh, 
what a treat it's been having you here, having you walk us through it. Mike's first one, mm -hmm. uh, making them. It's just it's a terrific drink. It's a terrific company. I love everything that you guys do with the game of golf. I love how it intertwines, and it's great to get to hear some of the stories of both how the company and also your involvement in golf happened. So thank you very much You know, taking the time to come on the show today. Likewise, and thank you. And um, you guys are doing an awesome job, too. It's really entertaining stuff, and it's no, it's great what you're doing for the game of golf. It's, Thank you, Tom. Really cool. we, we we appreciate that. Hey, I think we all share that common goal of of just getting you know more people into the game and getting show them how much fun it really can be, and on and off the course. You know, really yeah. the the golf culture on and off the course has just been tremendous. The way it's it's expanded in the past couple of years. So, again, thanks for coming on the show. It's been great chatting with you, and uh, maybe we'll see you in September. Yeah, we will see you in September. There you go. And you got to. You really do have to open up that old rum and try it. It doesn't get any older in the bottle. It's not like a wine. Okay. You just got to pop that open and drink it. That's going to be will. a nice, oh, relaxing you. one. Sit outside maybe later and, and sip that one yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. All awesome. Right. Great talking with you. Okay. I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Cheers. Cheers, Malcolm. See ya. All right. So like I said, first for everything. Mm. And I think of, of all the cocktails to be our first on the show, this was a, this was a winner. It was, and I look, yours stayed a little darker and stormier on the top. Yeah, I gave a little, a little extra mix. To it. I kind of yeah, like Frank, it. I kind of like that. What do you think? I gave that one a heavy pour. And this one, I, I, yeah. I got a little heavy-handed with it. Heavy-handed, You're right. Frank. Here, that, I saw that, and Mike, uh, Mike's actually ended up switching them. Yeah, I, I, th I think the one that Mike has right now was going to be Frank's, uh, and Frank was like, "Yeah, I'll get a little bit more in there." Yeah, yeah no, I know. He gave me the old switcheroo. I, I was thinking, <laughs> uh, I was thinking like Princess Bride. Remember, <laughs> you know, switch the. If yeah. you guys know that reference, then the then you're good in my book. But uh, but I was like, I'm not turning down the extra rum. I'm all yeah. about it. So anyway, yeah, great story. I, I love being able to have the chance to 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 work with and talk with some of the brands who are so connected to the game that we love. Gosling's is one that you've if you've been to some of the PGA Tour events, Honda Classic or mm -hmm. things like that, you've seen the name. Uh, I'm sure it, it's on the cocktail list at your, your local 19th hole for sure. And if it's not, you better talk to somebody. You better talk to somebody. <laughs> and by the way, we're going to Bermuda. This right? is cheers to like, let's line up a Bermuda trip. Let's, let's go. go. Anyway, guys, happy national dark and stormy yep. day. Thanks for watching. We'll see you in the next video.